This week in Maroon and Bold, the guys will discuss the CMU football team's chances of winning another game this season and talk about the first men's and women's basketball games of the season. What's up, everybody? We're back with another edition of Maroon and Bold. I'm CM Life Sports Editor Dylan Getz, here with beat writers Evan Petzold and Andy McDonald. Uh, it's, it's week 10 on the campus of Central Michigan University here. Are we hanging in there? How are we doing? Are Life's moving. Yeah. It's just another, another week. Honestly, oh. it's like right now on that point where you start to go from the football season and the start of the basketball season. Mm-hmm. For me, that's a good thing because yeah. I, I love college basketball. Oh, Lots of stuff to do. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah. It's a good time. Everybody made it through midterm week, right? Oh, yeah. Yeah, nobody, barely, nobody but I, I made it through. So Yeah, how'd that, how'd that uh, media law test go, Andy? Uh, you know, I, I, I ended up getting an 80% on it. So, okay, you know, hey, I, that, that's it, not it, bad. It worked. I guess I got through it. I'll say that much. For sure. Yeah, so this is the ninth Maroon Bowl of the semester. We're going to be talking some, some CMU football. We're going to switch it up. We're probably going to talk basketball first this week. Uh, men's and women's both had their first games of the season, uh, although they are just exhibition games. I mean— uh, it's your first look, uh, yeah. competitive play, you know, the first time they get to, uh, go out there and, and show everybody what they're made of at McGurk Arena. Um, Andy, what'd you see out of the, uh, what, what kind of happened in that men's basketball game, uh, against Davenport is a pretty close one, 89, I believe to 84. Yep, it was 89, 84. Uh, it's kind of back and forth from, from the story I read. Uh, it seemed like it was pretty close throughout the game. But but what were some takeaways from that one? It definitely was back and forth, and and that's the thing. You know, I asked Keno today um, when I went to practice, talking about it, and just kind of said, you know, you know, you guys allowed them to shoot. They allowed Davenport to shoot fifty percent from the field, um, and they allowed their top point guard on the other side to you know go for twenty six points. So mm-hmm. you know they were missing Larry Austin Jr. in the game, which yes was key, and he he did lean a little bit on that. We also say you know we prepare more for like on ourselves for this game instead of actually looking at the other team because we want to figure out, you know, like what we have to do to get mm-hmm. better. So you told me that, you know, not to make an excuse for it, but like they don't really care as much if they win or lose this game. They just wanted to correct some of the things they had to do. I don't think that's true. I think they definitely would have cared if they would have lost this yeah. game to Davenport. I'm just going to be straight with you. But nevertheless, that it is a good point to make is that, you know, it is it is just one of these kind of games. He, he was clearly trying to sub in everybody throughout this game, but he did lean on Sean Roundtree. I mean, he had to score 29 points mm-hmm. in this game to get him a win. Without that, they don't get this win. Um, and, you know, yeah, if you have Larry Austin Jr. in this game, you know, you're playing with him. If those two are playing next to each other, you know, side by side, it might be a little bit different. And Larry also said today when I talked to him, um, you know, he he chose not to play. He was the one that decided, yeah. I don't want to go into this game. I don't want to play. Um, it doesn't count in the win and loss column. So I, I guess I get that. You know, you just don't. You don't feel right. Mm-hmm. There's no reason to injure yourself further. And, and that's and that's good when the player can make that decision. You know, it's not yeah. like somebody that, you know, doesn't even have the injury or anything. I think. Uh, you know, it's not like my respect for him was wavering by any means. Yeah. But, uh, <laughs> you know, like that's that's a respectable move if you, you know, you think you you might want to just heal up before the the actual season yeah, starts. starts. That's, that's totally fine. And, and I mean, today, you know, Kino kind of said like you don't ever want to like push your player to like feel like you're forcing him to play. Right. So he he tried to you know give him the option to do it, and he said no. And he said I don't want to be a defensive liability. He mm-hmm. said his defense is his main strength of his game. That's what gets everything going for him. So he said, if I couldn't play good defense, I didn't want to be out there to make us worse. So he sat out this one. But, I mean, it still it still was a very close game and a game that probably shouldn't have been that close. But when you look at it, um, you know, back in 2007, I, I pointed this out with a tweet that I had. You know, Michigan State, they were number seven in the country and lost to Grand Valley State, who's not yeah. a, you know in an exhibition exactly. game. So it's not like it's unheard of. This kind of stuff happens where, you know, teams yeah. keep up with them. 
early college basketball season is always kind of nuts too. You know, I mean, it's you like don't that. really know what your team is yet. Yeah, because nobody's played yet, and you know, you you never know what to expect unless you have a bunch of returning guys, which never happens anymore in college or college basketball. So like, it's always kind of you know, one way or another. Like nobody's got a guaranteed shot to win. I guess it's kind of like March in the sense that the first like two three games of the season, like nobody knows what's gonna happen. Uh, mm-hmm. and, and yeah, I mean, today, you know, or not today, but in that game, uh, you know, CMU did work themselves, get to the free throw line 32 times. They made 28 of them, so they're still good in that category, still a good free throw shooting team. Mm-hmm. You know, so they're still up in that spot. I think the one big positive is that Rob Montgomery scored 15 points, um, went 6-6 six, yeah. six from the foul line as a big guy. That's yeah, something that, you want to see. That kind of surprised me, yeah. yeah. I mean, it's not often where Keno Davis's big men have any impact yeah right exactly so, <laughs> so it's like you know and I, like just all around he seemed like he was ready to be in this game which is big because you got a whole season for him to improve I think he only gets better as the season goes along yeah so it's good that they're already this confident in this guy to be someone that they're going to to get points early in the game I think mm-hmm. that, I think that speaks volumes to what he could be for this team as the season goes along I just think it's gonna be helpful too when you, you take a guy like Larry Austin Jr. to put him back in that lineup I mean Come on, Sean Roundtree only had five assists. Like, as a point guard, he's got to be able to deliver more than that. But the problem was he had to score as much as he had to. Yeah. You know, he had to toss shots yeah. up. And I think when you get a guy like, you know, you get a guy like Austin back, you put both of them as, you know, true point guards mm-hmm. on the floor together at the same time. And, you know, maybe they don't shoot as many <laughs> shots, you know, Sean's yeah. individually. Sean's not going to have his best night every night that he shoots. So exactly. you're going to have to have someone else that can do that. Exactly. So, and have, if, well, and if one of them has a great night shooting, someone ought to have a great night passing as well if you want to right, win games yeah. because mm-hmm. you can't rely on just those guys to be your scorers. I think when you get them both back, they're going to quickly realize, hey, we don't have to score as much yeah. you know, as we think we do individually because we got each other. And then also, you know, one person maybe plays a little bit more scorer. The other one can, can pass the ball a little bit more. I think that opens things up because there's two guys you got to worry about that can both mm-hmm. score and pass. Yeah, you didn't see a lot from Kevin McKay either, which was, I think, a little bit... Uh, kind of nerve-wracking just because he's supposed to be a big part of this team. He didn't only have eight points, but he was in a lot of foul trouble. So he was forced to set out a good part of both halves. So, mm-hmm. you know, he's an aggressive player. He tries to get a lot of steals, and that's what he did all last year. He was, yeah. you know, the key player for that. So, yeah, he's yeah a, you he's want a him to stay out of guy. that. You want him to, you know, he he's really the one that turns, like, good defense in, into offense oh, yeah, from, for that, sure. from those kind of steals and blocks and things like that. You know, he's always trying to pick that ball out. Roundtree True going with a little bit of a, a new look this year. No no goggles last night. <laughs> yeah. Switched to the contacts. What the heck is that all? He's about? been wearing that the goggles since sixth grade. I yeah. know. That was that was his style. That was switching dope. that up, but game is still the same. I mean, he he can still play play ball. Yeah. And I think that's the the thing that matters most. Obviously yeah. the goggles are just interesting little tidbit, but <laughs> nonetheless, I mean you score twenty one of your twenty nine in the second half and, and and you got a pretty good night on your hands, no doubt. And I mean, he's he's the key reason why they won. Is it his, his yeah. story is just simply interesting? Just coming from a JUCO school, and I mean, now he's like pretty much the leader of this team. Everybody looks at him that way. It was quick it's, too. Yeah it's, yeah, it's it's exactly people look at him that way. He's one of those. I mean, he turned out. He's not. You know, he's he's a good player. He can play at this level. There's absolutely no question. Well, you about and I it. covered the team last year, Andy, and we we sat there at times and we said. Who's leading this team next year? Yeah, exactly. Because well, I wrote a column on it towards the end of the season that that was my biggest problem with their team is they didn't have one guy that yeah. actually stepped in there and took over leadership. Like it was just like in the huddle, it was quiet. There was no one that like you know, it, you know, you see on some teams in college basketball like that one player just kind of explodes and like goes nuts and is like we're not playing right or whatever, and their team responds to it. Like there yeah. was just nobody like. Well, that the thing all was, last year well, that. yeah, and the thing was too, yeah, you had you know your Luke Meyer, you had Cecil Williams, you had Josh Kaczynski. They were the 
air quote leaders, mm-hmm. but they weren't really vocal. And you saw really throughout the first couple weeks of the season that Sean Roundtree is a vocal guy. He cares. He's going to slap the floor. He's going to he's going to get, gonna get out Larry too. Yeah. When Larry's in the game. I promise you you're going to get that because you saw it in a, in a Maroon and Bowl game. Oh, yeah. or Maroon and Bowl was, game. I mean, he's intense. That Larry Austin. Yeah, Jr. exactly. I mean, he, he's intense, and that's what that's what we you know as as observers kind of like to see out of a, out of a leader. You know, I, we always hear this talk about how you're going to lead by example and all this like. Just, yeah, just kind of BS. I mean, I've never actually yeah. seen that. You know, if you're a leader, you're vocal, and people can go to you, and people look to you. Yeah, exactly. You know, you're never just like you're never just the Luke Meyer who is like just like you know n- trying to avoid eye contact yeah. at all times. You know, <laughs> I mean, you could maybe make an impact in the locker room that we're not seeing, but I don't see that with any of the other guys that were on this team last year. I think it's pretty clear that they didn't have it. So yeah. bring in a guy like Larry, and he clearly you know knew right away like this is a team that I can plan and make a huge impact on. I think he's ready for it. Andy, what you know is Keno Davis saying about their upcoming game against Concordia? I mean, what has he really mentioned about you know what Concordia might be able to bring to the table against them in the in the Junk New Jam? I mean, he wasn't necessarily too concerned about the opponent. He more or less just kind of broke it down as I want to just simply see you know what our guys can do again. It was more that kind of feel than like what he's nervous about playing against Concordia. I I think that. He expects to win the game without a question, as mm. he should. So I think he, I think he's more looking to see what he can get from some of these other guys. Um, and I mean, really though, it's it's hard to know what to expect from your team when you, I mean, you don't know for sure if you know Austin's actually going to play. He told me today that he's he feels like he'll be out back out there Tuesday. Said he might not be quite at 100, percent but he's going to mm. give 100 percent no matter what. I mean, right now, Aquino said that until uh, he said simply to me that if he doesn't know like you know who he has out there all the time, he's still trying to learn a lot of things about yeah. people he's rotating in and out because it's a new team. Yeah. John, and, new people. Well, and this team definitely has potential. You know, when when Austin gets back, I don't think they should rush him at all because he's yeah. supposed to be like, you know, he's supposed to be good, just as good as Kevin McKay, just as good as David DeLeo. Oh yeah, for guys sure. Like that. Um. So I mean, say they get both playmakers and Roundtree and Austin, then they get McKay playing the defense that he's used to and DeLeo shooting threes. I mean, they got some potential. Yeah, I mean, you look at it and. The way that the the tournament kind of sets up is it's the junk and new jam, but you really get yeah. two like pre tournament kind of yeah. supposed games to be cakewalk yep. games to get you ready for it. But but nonetheless, and they go out to the Bahamas and they play against CSU Bakersfield team <laughs> they, they played beat last year, yeah, to win the the Great uh-huh. Alaska Shootout. Yeah. So a rematch <laughs> there. It's well, it's gonna it's gonna be interesting to see how they do in in these games. And you know, you go to the Bahamas, there's a different area, different climate, different type of vibe, and you play a team that. You know, almost Anytime beat you travel title far, last year, it'll I mean, be interesting. You've gone on a vacation before. Anytime oh, yeah. you travel that far, it wears on you, period. So you can go there and take care of yeah. business. Yeah. I think it still says something. Yeah, I don't think they're nearly going to be as, uh, <laughs> well, dis- I don't even know what the word I'm looking for here. Just unencouraged to play as yeah. they were when they were in when they <laughs> were in Alaska. I mean, in what, November? <laughs> I'd be much happier to be in. Uh, he's he's in gone now, Bahamas, so I'm, yeah. I'm going to say it. I mean, <laughs> AJ <laughs> Bullard didn't like that last year. He hated going to Alaska, and he's he's gone now. He transferred out of the program. So wreck. I yeah. feel like we might as well. Yeah, you know, we we can say that. But he did not like it coming from Texas. Like that was probably the like biggest <laughs> one eighty for him ever. Is yeah. you go from Texas and you Texas get here to Alaska. Yeah, I mean, you you get here and then a couple months later you. In Alaska, playing basketball, yeah. and you're freezing your butt off, and you have to you're like, what have I done? With they, myself? they stood outside and watched like dog sledding and yeah. all that kind of stuff. 
Bahamas will probably be more fun. Yeah, though, way more get fun. Some beach time, yeah. Get some hangout. Yeah. You know, Bahamas will be fun. Bahamas is oh, a yeah. place that a lot of people just want to go. Period. You get to go there for free with your school. I mean, that's yeah, uh, overall yeah. pretty good. Hey, we're paying for it though. Hey. Yeah, right. Hey, right. <laughs> I'm paying. Where's my trip? Whole different yeah. topic. Next time but... Kino gives you some crap, just be like, hey, you know, your paycheck. Can I hop on the plane? <laughs> yeah, for sure. But nevertheless, this team, I think it still has a chance. Don't be too alarmed by a close game with Davenport. I, th- I don't think their full team was out there yet, to be completely honest. So yeah, we'll see what happens here I in think, the early uh, season. Yeah, I think when they get Austin back, they'll be fine. They'll be. I think they'll be a lot better of a team. I mean, they. Yeah, the competition wasn't the greatest last year. Don't get me wrong, but it's still not this year. Yeah. So I don't think that it's going to be too much different. They won 21 games last year against not mm-hmm. the greatest competition. I think they can easily do that again, so we'll see what happens. So moving on to women's basketball now, they played their first exhibition game uh, on today, Thursday. We're taping this on November 1st. Uh, it was an early one. It was at noon uh, at McGurk Arena, and they played Northwood. They won 74-61. to 61. But from what I heard, they took, like, uh, Northwood took the lead in that third quarter. It was it was a little bit closer than the, uh, the scoreline showed and, until they finally pulled away. So what did you see from that game, Evan? Yeah, I mean, 56 seconds left in the third quarter, and you know Northwood goes up by one, and then immediately next possession for CMU, Maddie Waters, you know, literally fresh off the bench, hits a corner three and, and gets fouled on the and one, and and that kind of sparked a turnaround, so to say. And in you know Central Michigan ended up winning the game 74 to 61, but they were ahead by uh, a good amount more more mm-hmm. points, but a couple late threes for Northwood, and, and you know how that works. It makes okay, it seem yeah. like a little bit more of a yeah. game, but they pulled away um, with without a doubt in the in the start of the fourth quarter, and it was kind of your basic CMU, you know, women's basketball. There really wasn't anything that was like too unique about it. Raina Frost, a double double. She had 17 points and 18 rebounds. Yeah, Presley Hudson hit a couple threes. She had 15 points. Um, you know. Eight assists as well, but she said her play needs to improve. Which, I mean, grant, granted, it, it it did in that game. I mean, she wasn't at you know the top of her game, but nonetheless, still a good overall game for her. Michaela Kelly chipped in as as well, eleven points, and really helped to control the tempo and provided a lot of uh, a lot of help on defense. But interesting thing you got to note: Jahari Smith, the freshman mm-hmm. center, man. She is a mini Tanara Moore, and I mean that with everything that I've got inside she of me. Got that little, she got that little... Uh, She's got moves inside. I mean, you're, okay. you're looking at spin moves inside, rolling off defenders. You know, she's got post moves roll. already. Oh, yeah. I mean, she she has it figured out. Um, the, main, the main thing with her, you know, when talking to, to Sue Guevara, the head coach, she says, you know, Jahari's got to figure out how to hit the outside shot, yeah. but that's going to take a lot of time because she's yeah. not close to being there yet. And that's the same thing for, yeah. for Tanara, it, though. It took time it took, for Tamara, yeah. Tanara, yeah. I mean, they, they taught it to her, and she was hitting threes, you know, pretty regularly regularly uh, by, like, the end of their season, but but that's something that, that's an acquired skill. I don't think I don't think Guevara will have a problem working with that and figuring that out. Yeah, I mean, she goes seven for eight inside and, you know, only misses one shot. It was her first one in the game. She said that was kind of like a wake-up call to her. <laughs> and then, you know, yeah. she kind of figured it out after that. And, I mean, looked really good. I, I think there's a definite replacement for Tanara Moore there. I mean, obviously you're not going to get exactly what Tanara yeah. gave you. But, I mean, 75-80% of it I think you, you could get back. You, could, you could get it in time. I think she needs yeah. to make progress. But by the yeah. end of the season, if she's getting that much playing time, Probably gonna probably gonna be a pretty good player by the end of the year on this suit. Yeah, yeah, for sure. I mean, you know, Tanara Moore, she was there for like all four years. It seemed like she she at least got some big minutes in all four of those seasons. But uh yeah, she could be on the same on the same row. I mean, maybe four years from now we're talking about uh 
where where J- Jahara went to uh, go play professionally. So um, Tanara definitely had the, the skill to do that, and mm-hmm. you know maybe maybe there's another one. Maybe maybe Sue did it in the uh, the recruiting. Yeah, I mean you got to look at the game in general, and there's a lot of positives to take away you know, from the exhibition against Northwood. A couple negatives too. I mean. Andy, I know you were sitting right next to me, just just enjoying the game, and you were working on some stuff. But but nonetheless, yeah. we were both watching it, and Northwood was able to put together, you know, some some pretty good runs. I mean, they, they were able to hit a couple threes back to back, score inside, and then kick it outside for threes, and you know maybe some defensive things that CMU could work on, you know, with closing out, well, getting no, a hand no, up in no. the shooter's face. That's what Sue said after the game too. Was you know if they hit a three, let's get in their face and make them put it on the floor. Yeah. We can't, we cannot accept back-to-back threes. I said it to you midway through that, that, yeah. you know, that quarter. Yeah. I said that they're literally just leaving people out. They're not closing out on defense. You could tell she's frustrated by it every time. It's exactly what she was like pointing to just by her body language. You could say like they're not closing out. They're not mm-hmm. getting to where they need to be. So Yeah, you know Sue was on top of that too. You know? yeah, yeah, she, she I mean, like, and right, <laughs> right after, you know, they took the lead, she took a timeout, you know, right away. And that's when, you know, Maddie Waters responded with that, that three a couple minutes later. So mm-hmm. it's, it, you know, I think Sue's got the team under control still. Again, it's not nothing to worry about. It's just it's early in the season yeah. play. And I said yeah. to you first, you know, this game started, you know, you you pack a gym full of whatever year old kids that it was there today and you fill <laughs> it up. Year and, old. I, I don't know what they, <laughs> they were. were young. They were young, yeah. And they were crazy. <laughs> but uh they you know, they were uh, you know, just really loud. The whole atmosphere the whole time was energetic and you know, you set out some players that are kinda new actually to, you know, getting like starting roles and getting yeah. bigger roles. They might start out slow because you might have yeah. a little bit of butterflies in your – I mean, right. kids are not. You're playing in front of that many people. I mean, it is packed in there and it's loud. Like, every time they made a basket to start the game, that can that can affect you easily, I think. And 7 p.m., you know, Thursday, November 8th against Oakland. That's the regular season opener um, here at McGurk Arena. So that game is going to be going to be going on. And it doesn't really get any easier after that Oakland being a, a little bit of a test. But top matchups against South Dakota State, Western Kentucky, Virginia, Quinnipiac – Louisville, Miami of Florida, all those teams played in the NCAA tournament last year. The tests are going to be there. The opportunity to move up in the in the you know the AP top twenty five poll is going to be there. I mean this this team is sitting right below right now, and they win a couple of those games, and they might be able to jump into you know serious serious you know nationwide conversation yeah, at some yeah, point. Yeah, I think if they, I mean if they win, you know, say five six six games to start which which I'm sure they could yeah. uh you know they'll be in that conversation I'm I'm sure after you know making themselves known with their run last year I think it's no question that that they're in the uh you know <laughs> in the mind of the voters yeah sure. I mean three of the first five games are against teams that were in the tournament last year so I mean yeah you put they any, can take them just, down you just look at their right. schedule there's still like named schools that you know like Western Kentucky right you know Central Florida Virginia yeah. those are those are teams you know the names of so they know Vanderbilt there's no like Siena Heights Miami CMU Bakersfield for example exactly you know? <laughs> yeah I mean she's stacking yeah, the schedule because she believes her teams can compete with it it'll be and, interesting and to see if they can yeah no I'm I'm yeah I'm I'm sure this is the one team at at that I, you know, that everybody can have faith in because like they're they're that good. You yeah, know? he's got a good program. Yeah, so. for sure. Um, one thing I'm I was kind of interested based on that game was how how much did the backups play? Because it was always pretty often that you know only the five starters played. What, what like what were the minute counts? I guess for for everybody outside of the top five. Yeah, I mean besides the top five, um, which. Starting the season, you know, Sue's going with Michaela Kelly, Presley Hudson, Raina Frost, Jahari Smith, and then Gabby Bird, and those are going to be her starting five. But outside of that, I mean, really not as much as 
I kind of expected we would see. Um, Matty Waters played 19 minutes. Okay. Kira Bustle played 12 minutes. But besides mm-hmm. that, Presley was in foul trouble too. Yeah, but, yeah. but just besides that, I mean, everybody was able to get in the game. But she also, I mean, two subs were made with one minute left, and then yeah. you know another two players checked in with game, like 39 man. seconds <laughs> yeah. left. Well, yeah, you have to do that. I know, but right. I'm just saying. As far <laughs> well, as yeah, I'm not, I'm not saying no. I'm mm. not saying that. You know. She shouldn't have done that. I mean, yes, I understand why it wasn't. No, I'm close just saying game, why they had to keep their starters in yeah, so much. Yeah. She wants to go nine deep, and she didn't go nine deep when it was time to play yeah. real basketball in a close game. And I think that's the biggest concern. Yeah, yeah I mean, even even this though is is a much bigger improvement from what we saw last year. Oh, I no mean, doubt. All five starters are playing 40 minutes. Yeah, <laughs> like every time, and, and then they would go healthy. To, I mean, the more yeah. you think about it, wow. Yeah, and they were and they would go to overtime, and they'd be like, they'd be coming off like. 90 minute weeks like yeah seriously yeah like that that definitely had to take a toll but uh i was interested to kind of see i mean looks like they made it made a few more subs than than i probably would have expected so she wants to go nine deep they went seven today so okay i think we'll see i think maddie water is gonna be able to play too she's gonna oh, be, able yeah. to be a good backup oh, yeah. for presley and she's gonna yeah. get better as a few i saw a lot of good things i like not just because she hit that three just in general being on the floor she looked comfortable didn't look nervous i mean i know it's only an exhibition game but Still looked like she was ready to play. Yeah, I mean, you can just tell with some, you know, basketball, especially, you know, you're so close to the to the action. You yeah, can just tell sometimes, which is which is why I like it so much. She's got to figure it out. <laughs> yeah, for sure. No, yeah, for so. sure. Just honestly, I like. I, you know, I'm not trying to say I was cheering for either side today, but just like even when Northview hit it, or yeah, Northwood hit a couple of those, you know, three pointers that got him back in the game. I just, I just looked at Evan and I was just like. This is why I'm ready for college basketball to be back, man. <laughs> yeah. A team that's not supposed to be doing it, just making these three, it kind of got me ex- excited. Yeah, like it's like yeah. it's with with all the crowd and everything. It was a good atmosphere yeah, for sure. Back, for sure, I love basketball. Guess who's back? Gotta love back it. again. Yeah. <laughs> uh, anyway, moving on. Last thing we're gonna talk about today: uh, football. They're gonna face up. <laughs> they're gonna face off with EMU. Uh, <laughs> Uh, EMU is that face team. off or line up or maybe line, ju- maybe decide to play this weekend. I don't know. Them. Try, <laughs> yeah, they're Attempt. gonna try. Um, yeah, EMU is kind of known as well around here at least. They're kind of like the uh, the pushover in the max. So people are gonna be real mad when EMU smacks us. Yeah, exactly. It's uh, not gonna be taken well. Nothing's been taken well so far. This yeah, year yeah. So right what should we what should we expect from this weekend? I mean, same old, same old. Yeah, I think we can expect to see the same quarterback under center. Right, Evan? Yeah. Oh, my. Tony Polajan. Because that's the greatest decision in the that. world. It's it's definitely, uh, to me, um, you know, when you got a guy that's playing as well as Tony Polajan has played, and it's not even just this year. Like, last year he played well at the at the spots mm-hmm. when he got receiving chances. He showed that he can run the ball. He still shows he can run the ball, even when everybody knows it's what he's going to do half the time because he's big enough and powerful enough to run over people in this conference. Right. So, I mean, I know that maybe these other guys don't have a lot of experience or whatever, and if things don't work out, you know, take take out George Pearson if he's if he's not playing good enough or whatever it might be, and then put Pole Jam back in. But I mean, shoot, if like you can give these guys a couple possessions and maybe they get something going mm-hmm. and they look a lot better, why are you not trying that when it's not even going to burn their red shirt? What do you have to lose? Exactly. You're one and eight. You're yeah. not going to a bowl game. You're exactly. not winning yeah. a MAC title. You're not winning. Is it a pride thing with Bonamigo? Like can championship? Not that he's Honestly, one and eight? That that's the thing. Like that's I not, think I it, it must be a pride thing because. Look, like every time we ask him, right? Does he want like, to go back in his word? Yeah, like Bono Bono's not gonna be that guy who's just gonna like lie straight up. He's gonna try he'll try to mislead you a little bit, but he's not just gonna like blatantly be like, you know, tell yeah. you something that he doesn't believe in. Mm-hmm. So when he says he still wants to win, I mean, like your chances of winning 
are probably better with Poljan compared to the other guys. But yeah, at some point there. in the season, Bono's just got to, like, lose that kind of, like, you know, like that he's got to lose that pride. Like, it, it just not happening. Let somebody else play. Like, except that, okay, yeah, you might have said this, this guy was the face of your program or whatever it was right. going to be the next guy. But, you know, if just things let don't it go. If, <laughs> I think people would respect more that if things don't work out, you know, try somebody else. Because I can tell you, I had, a, I had a guy tweet at me today saying, you know, ask Bonamigo why he's not playing any of these other quarterbacks. Like, ask that yeah. question for me. Yeah, like, and, and we have why? asked that. I mean, yeah. Evan, you have. What, what, I mean, what's... It's what's the response? He, said, he, said he just he kind of talks in circles. That's what it kind of is. Yeah. It's not even it's not even really like a like a sincere answer. He just kind of says, "Yeah, you know, Tony Poljan's our guy, and and you know, Austin Harrogate's our backup." And I, and, I, yeah. and I asked him, I said, well, "Is Austin not ready?" And he goes, "No, he's just our backup." Yeah, like he doesn't. Yeah. He, he avoids the question, kind of tries to steer away from it. And here's the thing, I, I think I, I really, I don't know how much I agree with you guys saying that, you know. He feels like he has to win still, or like that's the most important thing. I get it a little bit, but I think he owes something to Tony Poljan. Yeah, he well, recruited him here as a quarterback, not as a tight end. There was many other schools like exactly yeah, Michigan so State, to, but Michigan Michigan State recruited him as a tight end. So I think what we're trying to say is he needs to set all that aside. Yeah, he does. Right, like he does yeah. best for the kid, and the <laughs> yeah. kid is not best at quarterback. So and, do and, what's the best program, for and the program, not just the kid. Yeah, just start playing somebody for your future. Because yeah, if, if this it, is your future, you're not going to win games. It's pretty insane. Like just the fact that he's still playing Poljan. Like he like. Okay, it's college football. This is no professional league. This is nothing like this is it's supposed to be like recreational for a reason. Like he doesn't owe anything to Bulgin. And I Well, I sure hope I mean he doesn't, but yeah, is that, that is that, way, yeah. is that but, the chip on his shoulder? Is that no, what's keeping I, him? That's not I I doubt he thinks that. He probably thinks that he does, but I mean, in all honesty, he needs to just get over it. Yeah. Like it's not gonna happen. You know, he's not a QB. John has coached a lot of football. He's been around yeah. for forever at different positions, whatever else. A lot of special but teams he, though. Yeah, okay, and I I'm not just saying, I'm not alluding to that. Has he ever in his career faced just getting a f- brand new contract for a program and now he's one and eight? I mean, like whether not even just as his job yeah. security. Just for the like, the, like the program's respect and everything else, is he ever faced as much like pressure as he has on him right now? Because no, they're I, one and eight, man. They're I, one I, and eight. No, I go, I go right along with that. I mean, I looked at it today only, and like it's hard like, to the believe. The only, the only logic that I can put together with this team, why the only reason that Pulgin's still starting, the only reason that they're even still, like the only reason that they're not trying to get some of the new guys in there, uh, even if it won't burn the red shirts, is because Bono just won't like, like he he doesn't want to like seem like he's giving up on the season. Because it could be it could be that fact that he's playing for like his job at this point. Because you, you know you come off an eight and five year and they were like you know on the way up. You know they were they were and, doing good. But and, the problem and now unless you like went out no, or but, do something. But the thing is, no, it doesn't no, even, no. But the thing is, you you okay. Let's just say you know you continue to start Poljan for the rest of the year and you lose all the remaining three games. Right? You don't win a game the rest of this season. It looks. That much worse if you yeah, play no, Poljan sure. and lose every game. Mm-hmm. But if you play Harrogate or if you play Pearson and you lose every game about next year, then Bono can say, "Hey, I'm looking. I'm looking forward. I, I, this yeah. season, we, I'm looking forward." And I, get that, yeah, about. I, get, I get that argument. But yeah, no, no, but I understand why he's doing it because mm-hmm. I under, I get your point. But I'm also saying, in I guess playing devil's advocate, he's also yeah. kind of screwing himself as well. I mean, yeah, because uh, like, look, everybody in Mount Pleasant except for Bonamigo seems to know that. Poljan is not a QB, yeah. but we're going to see him take a snap on the first offensive play of the, play game, of the yeah. game, and it's just like, like, what are we doing here? You know, like, 
downsize the program or something. <laughs> like, what are we doing I mean, here? I mean, look at like you. Like, it's just not even really logical. You might win a game with Tony Pulgin, right? Like, you might. You might go beat Bowling Green or something at the end of the year. But what does that really do for you? Like, what if what do you, like, you just said it earlier? What do you have to lose? Like, why not put in somebody else to play? And what if they actually turn out to be good? Like, what if they end up like being more ready than you thought? Because it's not like it's unheard of to find out that somebody is more ready yeah. than you might have thought. You know, like and just based off what you see in practice, what if they come into a game and that's just a different energy for them? Like they play better. In the most recent game, like they only lost by seven. So there's an argument that Bono would say, like, oh, we were in this, so I didn't want to put a freshman out there or something it's the like Mac, that. They're going to be in every game. But they're yeah, come up short. that's <laughs> like, just how exactly. it works. That was yeah. literally like right what I was about to say. I mean, it's going to be pretty close for the majority of the game every time in the Mac. I mean, they make fun of it being on Tuesdays for a reason, you know? Mm-hmm. <laughs> it's, uh, yeah, except like yeah. you know, last night you see Toledo getting uh you know a bunch of highlights on the the top ten of Sports Center <laughs> and stuff worst. because they play on a game on ESPN two because they play during the week. Mm-hmm. But you know, Bonamigo felt like he had to play every game on Saturday so he could get all of his. How many fans have showed up this year to watch these games? None. None. Exactly. And it would have been even worse if it was on like on a on like a Wednesday probably or something. Been like. Worse, but at least you got some exposure, man. Like, I mean, not, not that he wants the season to yeah. probably be exposed. <laughs> but now we know like that. That's that's a whole nother conversation. Yeah. That that tradition was just ruined, and yeah. it's not gonna come back now. Yeah, like, oh yeah, you're say, right. Say say like four years ago, if all the games were on Saturdays, and then like they never did that, where they switched all the games to be on like weekdays. So like there was only like three Saturday games one season. If that never happened, like everybody would still go there on Saturday. It'd be a tradition. It's gonna kind of take. Thing still. It's gonna take success, I think, before. Yeah, anything it'll comes take back, success period. to reinstate that. But, yeah. But now, I mean, like, no, there's nobody who's coming back to CMU from like our, you know, generation and yeah. and and the classes that surround us that are gonna be like, oh, we're gonna go see a CMU football game. That's not why you're gonna mm-hmm. come back to CMU in ten years. No, you're you're right. Yeah, and and that and, right. and it used to be that way, but mm-hmm. it's not. Anymore, and, it, and I don't think it will be. They they ruined that tradition by selling them out to ESPN. Yeah, I agree. So, what's the future of this team at quarterback? I mean, we we talk a lot about it, but really, what's it's Daquan? See, he that's what Daquan I think. Finn? That's what I think. True freshman coming in next year, he's going to have the poise, going to have that moxie, just you know, to work hard, to be the guy. Yeah, I mean, the guy's one of the best quarterbacks in the state of Michigan, mm-hmm. and Did, high school quarterbacks, I guess. <laughs> yeah, I mean, look. I know, I know. Cameron Martinez from Muskegon is is really good and probably <laughs> he's a running back. I, I know he is more of a true running back at college. Yeah, that's he's not going to play quarterback. No, he wouldn't play QB. But, He'd be like Ladarius Jefferson, who yeah like, is a running back now. Yeah. I mean, Devin Gardner, a guy who you know went to Michigan. He played against the best. He saw the best. Granted, he wasn't the greatest quarterback, but he put together some decent seasons. Yeah, he I said. Still, I still think he got. Never mind. Different conversation. <laughs> he's, Brady he, he, he still said though. You know, I think DeQuan Finn is the best quarterback in the state of Michigan. Yeah, of, of anybody, and that's yeah. what that's what Devin Gardner said. And I know, I know Devin Gardner. I know he played for Michigan. No, Andy, I, I don't really care to hear what you have to say about <laughs> that. But he played for Michigan. He saw a lot of quarterbacks. There was a guy, a lot of good guys in his room that he was able to observe from. Denard Robinson, one of them. Mm-hmm. You know, Shane Morris, who came yeah, to CMU. Yeah, but Shane. nonetheless, he's saying DeQuan Finn is the best quarterback in the state of Michigan. That has to mean no, something. That means yeah. something, no matter if, what. Like if, when when Bono like. Survives this terrible season. And then He's got to put next all year. like literally. I don't know if you guys play poker, but all, all in, the chips, all yeah. in on DeQuan Finn because 
Yeah. Nobody else is going to be able to do it for At him. At some point, you got to become a coach, and the summer's going to come, and he's going to see that someone is clearly better. I think Bonamago is a smart enough person to make that choice because he knows he has to win to keep his job. Yeah, but, hey, we've, we've seen, I mean, I'm there's not, no, nothing's guaranteed. I, I'm on the same page with you, though. Yeah. I'm not trying to be that guy right now. I'm not trying to be that guy. But CMU, from what I know, they're sweating a little bit because, you know, the early signing period, it's not till December. Yeah. Late December, Taquan Finn's getting a hard push from Toledo. Hey, I mean, there there's a little bit of sweat and a little bit of worry because wouldn't that be a train wreck? I don't know I if mean, I, if I was a Quan Finn, I kind of look at it too and say I can probably walk in here and just grab the job, right? Yeah, just that's, based that, off that, my that's, own that's talent. The thought, so but Toledo is making a push, and yeah, they've got to get there. Toledo's got a good summer. They got to get there. Program. They're mm. always in it every year and find a way to get there. So yeah, well, I mean, it, it totally changes everything when it's like quarterback recruiting because. You know, you want to have you want to have your own team. They just yeah, yeah. Play. that's what yeah. it's about. It's not like you know, it's not necessarily like that. Especially the at this program. level, you just want to yeah. get seen. I yeah. mean, if you can play, you're going to get seen. So yeah, yeah. If Jaquan Finn can come in here and start three out of his four years, I yeah, mean, right. I think he's going to take that uh, over maybe just one or two starting seasons. If I mean, if if not starting, you know, if he's here for four years, start him all four. Yeah, I mean that's I the mean, thing you see. Oh, you yeah, see it at the biggest schools in the nation. They do it. They have guys that are seniors that don't end up playing because a true freshman comes in and, and kicks their butt. Yeah, mm-hmm. Kelly Bryant. It happens. Kelly but, Bryant. Exactly. And, <laughs> and why is that not a CMU thing? I don't know. Yeah, I don't know. I I, th- I, I seriously think like just I it's don't a know. basketball it, situation with Keno Davis. Bonamigo does it too. Yeah. It. It, it's just I don't kind want of to bring the, the thought. I don't want to bring the community into it. I'm just saying everything around here always seems tightly wound, and when it, people are here, like it matters to them. They keep yeah. relationships. I think I think relationships sometimes matter on the teams too, with how much playing time they Politics, get. Politics, man, it's crazy. Yeah, it's real. It's cra- it might be crazy to think, but just seems yeah. that way from being around it for this yeah, many crazy. years. It happens whether it's whether you know you know it or it's a subconscious thing in a coach's mind like mm. that. You develop a liking to certain players. If like you, that's just how life works. You, it, it you just like de- certain it, it people. It depends you where don't. you're at, though, too, because some people just lose their jobs off yeah. of it, and they aren't seeming to do it here. They're keeping their starting positions. So, so. Finn's the answer. CMU's probably going to lose to Eastern, and <laughs> men's and women's basketball looks looks pretty good to start yeah. the year. Yeah, men's and women's basketball doesn't look bad. Uh, you you pretty much put it exactly how I would wrap it up. <laughs> I mean, shoot, I don't even know what to say now. But uh, anyway, that's all we got for you this week on Marina Bold. Thanks for listening. <laughs>